Happy New Year. I feel like we all ought to gather in the middle and put our hands in, one on top of the other. One, two, three. Happy New Year. <laughs> January 1st, 2023. Wow. Time for a new start, fresh start. Time for that firm belief that 10 pounds lost is going to make all the difference this year. All the good things that we want to start that maybe we didn't do so well last year. Time for a, a reflection of what the last few years have been like for us. And any anticipation that things are going to be better. If there's anything you can walk out of here today with, I hope that you walk out with a renewed hope and a renewed faith that things are going to get better. But just for a bit of reflection, let me remind you of what the last couple years have held for us. 33 months ago, the pandemic hit. Lockdowns, masks. Who knew we'd be an expert in all the different kinds of masks that are out there and available? Quarantines, hand sanitizer, who knew? Vaccines, hospitalizations, PPP gear, even unfortunately death because of the pandemic. Just in the U.S., 1.1 million people lost their lives in the last 33 months. 11.4 million people lost their jobs because either the business or the organization couldn't keep functioning during the pandemic or maybe the employers just couldn't afford to keep them on. Zoom calls, virtual meetings, and isolation. Somehow, we have all suffered from being isolated. And we've been so eager to get back together in worship, in fellowship, in seeing family members and doing all that. In five days, we're going to celebrate the two-year anniversary of an insurrection on our country's capital, attempting to overturn a legal election. It's something we're all going to be scarred by for a while, I think. So many people were injured and hurt emotionally by what took place. Five people died that day. 138 police officers were injured. Four officers took their own lives within the next days following what happened. And unfortunately, our country is still very divided. Ten months ago, Russia invaded Ukraine, causing widespread death and destruction, and hundreds of thousands of people became refugees. It's still going on, unfortunately, in the Ukraine, and lots of pain and suffering. Our economy is struggling, and it's had a rough time. This was the worst year for the stock market since 2008. Mortgage rates are twice what they were a year and a half ago. I could go on and just continue with the depressing list of things, but I don't want us to focus from here on out about those things that we've endured that we've suffered through, that we've maybe had some triumphs through. 
We've all suffered some sort of struggle, loss, challenges over the last couple of years. But I want us to go beyond just hope that things will be better, but that hope could be renewed in faith. That we serve a God that is powerful, that is all-powerful, and that is able and willing to help us move on. We just need to have the faith that that's possible. I want to read to you our passage this morning. It comes from Mark chapter 1. If you want to follow along with me, it's in your bulletin. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and he touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. I'm going to read that one more time and just invite you maybe to close your eyes. And just imagine this very visceral interaction between this incredibly hurting and needy man coming to the feet of Jesus. I'm going to read it again for us. A man with leprosy came to him and he begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and he touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. I don't know if you have ever seen or met anyone that has leprosy. I don't want to be too graphic, but it is a horrible, horrible debilitating disease. Fortunately, we don't see that much of it these days, or the people that do experience it tend to be together. Well, in the time that we're looking at from God's Word, leprosy was a, it was a big issue. It was basically a death sentence. If you had leprosy, even in the early stages, by social and other law, if you got within 100 feet of somebody else, you had to yell out, Unclean! Unclean! Because you were not only physically a danger to other people, but in the hierarchy of the Jewish tradition, you were ceremonially unclean. This guy that had this going on in his life approached Jesus boldly, begging him on his knees. I don't know if you can kind of picture. Jesus was with his disciples. He was kind of on a, a healing spree, if you will, in early on, not long after he'd enlisted the 12 disciples. Can you imagine the disciples, as they see this man visibly struck with leprosy, approaching Jesus? Whoa, hey, Jesus, don't, don't go near him. He's going to make you sick. But the courage and the boldness this guy had to approach Jesus. But there wasn't a question in his mind of whether God could heal him or not, whether Christ would do it. He knew that he could do it. 
I don't know if it was because he'd witnessed other healings that had taken place or just a sheer word was out that Jesus was, was healing people. He was changing lives. Giving people a new start and a new beginning. So this man approaches Jesus and he gets on his knees. I would imagine that would have been very painful for him. Not just physically, but just with the, the jeers and the looks of all the people around him. The gasps as he got that close to Jesus. And then we see Jesus' response. Now in our passage that I just read, it says Jesus was indignant. If you remember kind of the definition of that word, it's kind of a, a just a upset angriness at the situation that should not be. Well, when the bulletin was printed, I looked at it, and I thought, oh no. In my version that I use my Bible and I read and study, and it says Jesus, full of compassion, reached out and touched the man. But, and I almost called Gene, our secretary, up and said, hey, can we switch the bulletin? Because it says this in mine. And I thought, no. That word indignant adds something else to it. What was Jesus' face, facial expression, as this man with leprosy comes and approaches him, falls on his knees in front of him with desperation, with boldness, and he just asked Jesus, said, I know you can do this. If you're willing, you can make me clean. So not only did Jesus go have compassion, you know, when we talk about compassion, I just think it moves from, from sympathy to empathy immediately. So not only did Jesus heartbreak for this guy, he was frustrated with the whole situation. It shouldn't be like this. You shouldn't have to suffer like this. And then Jesus reaches out his hand, and he touches the man. And you see his disciples, too, going, don't do that. Don't, no, don't. When do you think the last time the man with leprosy was ever physically touched? They, if he probably lived with other lepers, they definitely didn't provide physical contact with each other. Jesus didn't need to touch him. We find out very quickly on that he doesn't need to be physically, tangibly even there to provide healing and miracles. He's able to do it with a thought and a word. But don't you know he knew how badly that leper needed to have physical contact? What it meant to him that not only am I willing to heal you, which I am, but I'm willing to touch you and to show you that I care about you, that I have new great things to offer you, and that I admire your faith that you came to me with. And he was healed. Can you imagine the change, the move from desperation and, and hope to elation of, oh my gosh. Talk about a new start. Talk about a fresh beginning, a new lease on life, ready to go. He had faith that Jesus could heal him. Jesus was willing. He touched him, wasn't necessary, but he did, and he was healed. The man's faith brought, around, brought forth healing 
and change. What about now? All that stuff we talked about that's behind us the last few years. Is God still able to go beyond that and to bring healing and change in our lives? Give us hope. Give a reason to walk out of the door today with a smile on our face and say things are going to be better. Does God still do miracles like that today? I'm convinced he does. I've been able to experience handfuls of miracles, literal, visual hand miracles in my ministry and in my life. I'll just call one of them back up, and I think I've even used this from the pulpit before, but many years ago on a trip to Africa with, uh, excuse me, to a trip to Mexico with our high school students, we, uh, we had a great week working. We built the houses. We were back at the University of San Diego kind of debriefing and waiting because the buses were going to arrive at 11 p.m. to pick us up for the ride back so we'd be back the next morning. And it got to be 10 o'clock. No word from their bus drivers. There's a couple hundred kids in the gym of University of San Diego and about 50 adults. It got to be 11 o'clock. No buses. I'd started panicking before that and calling and calling the bus company. Oh, no, everything's fine. The buses left just a few minutes ago. Well, where'd the bus leave from? Well, from Northern California. No, they were supposed to be here at 11, not leave at 11. So myself and about 15 other adults on the trip got out the credit cards, got out the cell phones, called Southwest Airlines. And in about 20 minutes, we booked 247 flights, seats on planes on the first two flights out of San Diego to come home to Oakland. Now, there are never 247 fights available the day before. <laughs> there were that night, and it happened. And we got everybody home safe and sound. Parents were very grateful, elated, and everything else. They even, most of the parents, well, all the parents, uh, gave the church back money for the plane tickets so that we could reimburse the adults that put them on their credit cards. We had an attorney in our church. I won't tell you who it is, but his first name is Manuel. <laughs> he decided, you know what, the bus companies take responsibility for this. So he went to work as a lawyer, and we had a over $15,000 settlement besides the reimbursement of the costs of the airline tickets that we received because of the bus company's mistake. About four months later, in the summer, I took students to Africa, and we had $15,000 to give away to people in need in Africa. God still does miracles. God still can take really terrible, frustrating, hopeless situations and turn them around. He is able, and he is willing, just like he did with that man with leprosy. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that this is a whole like ATM scenario where we just realize what we want, and we go up and we punch in the PIN number, and... Voila. God's not an ATM. But he does promise us that if we make known our need and our desire for healing and change, that he is willing and he is able. We serve a God that gives us reason to not just have hope, but to have faith in our future. You know, the first time I really 
really dove into this passage. It's in three other Gospels as well. And it was in Marin County, San Anselmo, at San Francisco Theological Seminary. There was about 30 of us youth workers from all around the country that gathered for a retreat weekend. And we used this passage probably five times a day in quiet, simple contemplation. And after the first day, we were all a mess. Because through looking and just re-looking and re-looking and rethinking and re-envisioning what happened with that leper and that man and Jesus, we all became painfully aware of all of our own leprosy. I don't know what your stuff, your challenge, your issue, your loss, just the challenges from the last couple of years. But we all have things that we need to be different in our lives. And my hope and my prayer for all of us today is that we, like that man with leprosy, had the courage and the desperation to approach the foot of Jesus, to fall to our knees, have faith and know that he can change and bring healing and bring hope and ask him to do so and then just wait expectantly for his touch, for his healing, and for his cleansing from whatever it is that you suffer from. Whatever your struggles, whatever your challenges, whatever your disappointments have been, my prayer is that in this new year, 2023, we would have hope and we would receive comfort and healing and we would have faith that God is able to do so. We truly do have a reason to have faith for a new beginning this year. Amen.